2: What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Draft Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the day after the Super Bowl. We're in full draft mode, and we're doing a mock draft. I'm Justin Michael. I'm with Andre Simone, Henry Chisholm, and Jake Schwanitz. Really looking forward to diving into all of this. We'll kind of have some organic, you know, talk about how these teams are built up as this goes. But uh, we're kind of just going to dive on into things. Hank had the first pick last time. This time, I'm just going to give it to Jake. Jake, you're on the clock. You're picking for Jacksonville.
3: Go. Oh, man. Um, We did this last time, and um, it just makes the most sense to me still. I'm going to take Evan Neal first overall. Um, Trevor Lawrence is the franchise. You got to protect him.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it consistently at this point. He's viewed as one of the top two tackles. I think it's a pick that makes a lot of sense. Um, He's a stud. We had this conversation last time, so I'm not going to dwell on and on. Dre, you're on the clock. He's uh, Detroit, pick number two.
1: Oh, man. Um, this, I think, will become a really interesting pick from now until late April. I don't think the my hot take at this pick is the Lions won't be picking at this spot when it's Ooh. all said and done. But if they are... Um, Aiden Hutchinson just feels like the kind of guy a Dan Campbell program would want to build around. And shoot, their defensive coordinator was getting um, interviews and stuff, and they were a terrible defense. That personnel is atrocious. You got to start somewhere to build it up. Um, I already see some absurd takes coming up about Hutchinson. Can't wait for draft season to get in full swing. But for now, I don't look like an idiot if I pick him at two overall. And, uh, yeah, I've always been a Hutch fan, so I'm not I'm not wavering anytime soon.
0: Love the Michigan to Detroit thing. But it just makes sense great. for so many That's reasons. Great, bro. Yeah,
1: We this show, low key, is a huge fan of the black and blue, the old NFC North with Big Ten players. We <laughs> love doing that and we don't even realize it. So Lindy, you're coming home, baby. Just know that. We got you soon. We got you covered. Don't you worry.
2: I think there's logic to it, man. Being able to play in the cold is an actual thing. And we do see it with some of these guys that just can't. Henry, Houston, a dysfunctional franchise.
0: They have the third pick. Yeah. Who are they bringing in? Love you, some Crazy. They'll probably like, I don't know. Do I, do I take like Jameson Williams here or something just because they're such a garbage franchise doing dumb shit? Um, but no. It's got to be Kayvon Thibodeau. Even the Texans can't screw this up. I really think that he's going to be one of the big risers over the next couple months. I think that he had that little dip just because people got bored. But once he gets through all the testing and stuff, Kayvon Thibodeau is just, he's a freak and he's so big. And uh, that's going to play out here soon. I
2: like it. it. It's funny how this has flipped. How much we kind of like go through this—the cycles of this guy was the clear cut number one. Now there are people dropping him down to like nine. Hank, stay steady with the Pac-12, sticking by his guy. The Jets are up at four, and I'm picking, and I am going to take Ikime Okwamu, the offensive tackle at of NC State. Protect your franchise quarterback. Learn from the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: I know they made the Super Bowl, but
2: you got to protect your investment.
0: That's crazy to hear. Like, that's where we are at this point. Learn from the Cincinnati Bengals. Could you imagine somebody (laughs) saying that even like a year ago? Learn from the Bengals. That's what we should do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad lesson to learn. Also, Robert Sala coming from that Cal Shanahan mode, even if they're not like running a wide zone, the guy understands building from the trenches and the importance of having that run game to go to. They already have, you know, a promising left side of the line, uh, including a left guard who everyone's high on and a year ago got cooked by Kayvon Thibodeau. Important to remember that. Um, And now you'd put Ekwanu on the right side. That's a, you know, that's a guy who's really going to set the tone on that line. Who's going to run the ball or catch the passes on that team? God only knows, but at least they can block for him.
2: Good value at four, too. I mean, this is a guy that's going to probably be in the conversation for that number one overall pick, especially if you know, you're know you a little hesitant on Evan Neal, who's just a freak as a run blocker. A little bit inconsistent at times as a pass blocker, but I think has shown enough to stay steady at that number one spot. Jake, you're on the clock again. The New York football giants. Who are they bringing in? Brian
3: Dable. Yeah, um, for that reason, I was kind of looking offense, maybe tackle or wide receiver. I think it's too early for wide receiver. So I'm going to take Derek Stingley here. Um, just taking best player at the, um, available would be Kyle Hamilton. But I think that Stingley kind of feels a need. Um, that secondary has been bad for a long time. Uh, they signed guys like James Bradbury that worked out and then Adoree Jackson. Eh. Uh, so you bring in Stingley, you get some pedigree in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good pick. We've had him falling in a couple of these mocks, but yeah, I mean, Stingley at five seems like a a good fit. Feels very giant-like. Yeah. Um,
1: what's hard for me is finding a real Matt Rule-like pick, <sighs> and I still come back to this. I I do think Kenny Pickett's that kind of quarterback for these guys. Wow. Um, one thing I. I neglected to say as we went through all the senior bowl stuff is I did keep coming back to pick and telling Ryan, who was there with me back in the senior bowl, however many years ago that his senior bowl performance reminded me so much of Baker Mayfield, like mm-hmm. so much of Baker Mayfield. He's an older prospect. He's polished. He just, he took care of business at the senior bowl. He's just not taking many risks. But still, right. the NFL is the NFL, you know. Um, and they can get wacky with these guys, I think.
2: <sighs> Do it.
1: <laughs> Man, though, Malik Willis would be really intriguing here, too. I mean, always, you know, piggybacking. Him and
2: McCaffrey?
3: I mean, they've had rumbles of trading for Deshaun and getting Russ, so kind of that similar mold.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, they're, you know, the both those guys are gonna have their fans at this point in the board. But I don't think we get out of the quarterback and just with like the urgency that there is. Um, you know, that that coaching staff kind of on its last legs. I think you go with the more NFL ready guy, the guy who fits, you know, he Matt Rule coached in the AAC. Kenny Pickett could have played in the AAC. It's that kind of guy. So let's AAC it up and give me the picket, man.
0: Yeah. I still just think it's so early to be taking one of these quarterbacks. But we'll, we'll see. Who's the it transcendent really? talent
1: at another position who you're killing yourself for passing on? Probably Not Kyle being Hamilton. a smartass, but let's start yeah. that list. Right. Kyle Hamilton's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you guys add anyone else who's like so, like in the regret tier at this point? Honestly, I'd put the top three wide receivers. I was gonna
2: say the receivers, <laughs> when healthy, have an argument. I think yeah. you could probably make an argument for a couple of the Georgia defensive guys, but the other, the argument against that is, are you gonna win anymore with those guys than you are right now? Because if you don't have a quarterback, it, it really doesn't matter. So I'm, I'm with Dre on this one. They need a quarterback. It's probably early, but it's not like you're using the number one overall pick on them. It's not even a top five pick. It is top 10, but th- that's the point of the draft where quarterbacks could potentially start going. Somebody is going to go in the top 12. Like They're not all going to fall.
1: And yeah. my, my other Mayfield comp here was that in a draft that was stacked at quarterback and had some really high upside quarterbacks like Lamar, Josh Allen, and Sam Darnold, uh, a guy like Baker still went first overall. So in a year like this that we might perceive it as weaker, I would not be surprised to see a guy like Pickett go sixth. And it's exactly your point, too. I watch Carolina. It doesn't feel like, oh, they're they're two pieces away. It really feels like just semi-competent quarterback play, and all of a sudden they could compete in a wide-open NFC
0: South. That is a bad division. That also might be bad. a case for going and getting a veteran, though. Yep. You know, I'm patching yep. that with Teddy instead of saying, like, Sam Darnold, you're our guy. Not that I would ever vouch for somebody patching with uh, Teddy. But uh, my pick They now, already though, know.
1: They, they, they sure do know. They've been there,
0: bro. Uh, oh, God. no, I don't want to think about Teddy anymore. Um, Giants at seven. So, they already have Derek Stingley. And I was thinking about doing a couple of different things. I just think Kyle Hamilton is by far the best player left on the board. Oh, I God. think that the... You know, having Derek Stingley and Kyle Hamilton come in, I think that for that Giants team, that just absolutely sucks. Like, that team is just garbage. <laughs> I mean, you just throw two more defensive backs in there because they already have some decent ones. You just oh. need to have something you're good at. And I still don't think the secondary is going to be good. It's the Giants. They're just going to suck. But, uh, hey, they uh, it, this has a direction to it. I like that the pick has a direction to it for going Kyle Hamilton.
3: They they make a lot of strides up with those last two picks, I think, in the secondary department, though.
1: I'll just say if Giant fans are anything like Broncos fans, using two yeah, picks yeah. In the secondary in <laughs> the top ten is good that that'll stingly you for sure. I would <laughs> if I'm Dable, Garrett Wilson all day or Olave. Those just feel like Dabley picks, right? Um mm-hmm. but you yeah. The uh, the counterpoint is Hamilton Stingley like could be consensus top five picks and you're getting him at five and seven so, yep.
2: All right, Who's I'm that? up with okay. the Atlanta Falcons, and uh, I mean they need people all over. They need a <laughs> the quarterback. They need so defensive gross. help. They need. I don't. Know. I'm tempted to just take one of these edges because I think they're probably the best value available. I mean, you could always take another wide receiver, which seems to be a very Atlanta move over the years.
1: Um, Since I've been doing this, like doing mock drafts, there's never been a year where the Falcons didn't need edge help. Not one. (laughs) Not a year. Always needed edge help.
2: That's kind of what I was thinking. So I know that there's a lot of hype for Jermaine Johnson right now, but I'm trying to decide between David Ajabo and Trayvon Walker.
1: Ooh. No car laughed us.
2: I think I went a little too high on him last time. So I'm just kind of trying to spread the love on all these guys. Cause I think all of them are kind of right around this eight to 20 ish range, depending on kind of who goes in front of them and how that all works out. Um, I'm going to go with Jabo just because I've seen a little bit more consistently out of him, but it, it would be fun if we're, you know, we're sticking with the hometown thing to do Trayvon Walker, Georgia guy. To Atlanta, they passed on Justin Fields. Maybe you know, don't learn, don't do the same thing here with the defensive guy. Um, I don't know though. I, I just think they need defensive help, like Dre said. They they never seem to be consistent when it comes to rushing the passer. Nine, the Broncos are up, and Jake has the pick. Before we get to it, though, real quick, Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet $1 on any team, get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with the same game parlay. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. That's with the promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. $5 minimum. Five minimum deposit. Uh, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. They switched it up on me. I've been reading the same disclaimer for months. Mm-hmm. Caught me slipping. I see you, DraftKings.
0: Also, uh, we want to give a shout out to our new friends Ranch Rider Spirits. Um, I, well, I think I've had the Ranch Rider stuff a couple of times. I do appreciate that there's tequila in it. I feel like tequila is kind of tough to get. Like it's either like the shots or like a margarita, but but there aren't many drinks. I feel like where there's tequila. And as a, somebody who likes to drink tequila, it's not not just we love tequila. The, uh, either
1: they got vodka options, they got whiskey drinks. They're the best, man. Yeah, You're all in the ranch rider spirit, if you
0: get what I mean. right? Oh, I get what you mean. But the uh, the ranch water, they're actually the first ones to uh, to put ranch water into a can. Um, apparently that comes from Texas. I had no idea. All I know is that I really like the ranch water and they have all sorts of other stuff, too. Um, it's just canned seltzers. It's good stuff. It started in 2019 in Austin, Texas, uh, in a food truck, and they've obviously grown since then. Uh, They don't use any added sugars. There's no artificial preservatives. There's no sugar. There's just no shit in it other than the alcohol and what's supposed to be in there. So uh, definitely head over to RanchRidersPirits.com and find a location near you because these are one of the top 10 fastest selling alcohol brands in the country. It's got a cool
2: name. It's in a cool can. And I love a company that lets us say a curse word right there in the ad it's in the copy Tell us not to. even hank being yeah. you know potty mouth there it's in the copy anyways back on track the broncos are up they have the ninth pick jake is picking for them what, what are we doing here guys
3: so <clears throat> looking at the available board um i think tackle is the pick here with some of the edge options still available i do think that someone like ojabo who does have that uh that kind of bendiness, that ability to take the edge. um, I think that's someone that they would look for more instead of someone like Trevon Walker or George Karlaftis, who while more versatile, um, you don't really get a true edge out of them. Um, You kind of get a guy that maybe you play more inside, especially as they uh, advance through the NFL and get bigger and stuff. Um, So to me, it comes down to Trevor Penning and Charles Cross um, and Trevor Penning, a bit too much and thinking that Garrett Bowles type of uh, mold where you really got to kind of bring him along. Uh, Maybe a guy that'll succeed more in the run game at this point. And I think the Broncos just need a natural pass protector. So I'm going to pick Charles Cross, the left tackle out of Mississippi State.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, I do think that you probably have to put Bowles at right tackle in this situation. I think that Cross probably has to be left tackle, but I don't, we talked about this before that, might be like the ideal way to approach this, especially with Bulls struggling. Like he does seem like a more natural fit over there. Um mostly I just love that you aren't giving the Broncos one of these quarterbacks here. And uh some props to you for that. It'd have to be uh, the best you'd
1: feel about this Broncos O-line till like since like a couple years into the Peyton Manning.
0: Mm-hmm. I was gonna it- say
2: like 2013, you'd have to go back to like those Luis Vasquez yes. offensive lines yes. to, to really yeah. be yeah. That consistent one through five,
1: but I tell you, maybe I think Crosso Jogbo would have been a really interesting conversation if Justin didn't snatch him up um, to Atlanta eight. I do think Karlaftis would be interesting, especially if Bradley Chubb wasn't retained. Um, maybe it's stupid, but I I would have a bit of a reserve res- some reservations uh, pairing up Karlaftis Chubb. I feel like there may be. A little too much run heavy power guys, and you kind of get want more complimentary. Um, though I watch what Von Miller did on those, you know, stunts inside, just abusing the right guard. And I think of what a guy like Carl Laftus could do um with the kind of power he has if you give him a more direct route to the quarterback. But honestly, non-QB, this to me was the best value pick with some significant upside. I mean, crosses what gets you excited about him is what he can do in pass pro. Yep. Can I Uh,
3: real quick, uh, just, I mean, with, with the Broncos edges, they've got Chubb Reed and Jonathan Cooper. I mean, as a top three, that's not too bad, right? Like you're okay going into 2022 season with those three guys as your three best edges.
2: And you have Baron Browning, who's kind of like somewhere in between, you know, and then can kind of be a guy that you use in those pass rush situations. So yeah, I, I think you'd be content there.
0: I would have been tempted to go with Devin Lloyd, Jordan Davis there. But, I mean, with Jordan Davis, it's just tough to take an interior guy, um, yeah. no matter how good he is. Then with Lloyd, there's just so many of those inside linebackers that it probably makes more sense to to get a really good tackle. And then, do you have a Nicobe Dean, a Christian Harris or whatever there in the second round?
1: I did forget about Lloyd.
0: Yeah. Or maybe you trade back into
2: the first round, you know, if you, you get your offensive mm-hmm. tackle and if one of these guys is slipping and, you know, you're approaching the 20s or whatever it is, you might be able to to make a move in depending on, you know, who you're willing to move. The Jets are up at 10. And, uh, Dre,
1: this is you. Jets up at 10. They picked already, right? They picked, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Ikuanu. Um... I have to go receiver here, um, or I mean offensive skill position, but in this class that means wide receiver. It really is going to come down to Williams or um, Drake London for me, the highest upside, more dynamic guys. Also Zach Wilson, uh, this offense, it's not like Dable where I was saying I'd want the Ohio State guys, maybe the more polished route runners. Here, I'm just looking for guys that Zach Wilson can kind of send it to. Um, And I'm going to go Drake London. Uh, Right now, it's wide open between Williams and London. London gets the edge merely because he's kind of further along in his recovery because his injury happened earlier. They're both absolute freaks of nature. Um, And I think both should go right around this pick. like. We saw Henry Ruggs go around this pick with much lesser production than both those guys and similar upside. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that kind of tells you how I feel about those two guys.
0: I have, I have this Washington pick here at 11, and I'm really disappointed that Drake London isn't there. Uh, with Terry McLaurin in the slot, I thought Drake oh. London outside would have been just perfect. Um, but that does make things a little bit tougher. I'm, I'm still thinking it's probably Jamison Williams here. Um, yeah, we can, we can commit to Jamison Williams. Just, this is, this is where these receivers go in in my mind.
2: Who's throwing him the ball though? Uh,
0: I mean, Heineke, Heineke is an average quarterback. He's better than Teddy. I mean, they're, they're just, if, if, if you get Malik Willis, he's just sitting on the bench behind Heineke at this point, at least for a season, you're, you're better off just trying to build things up around a decent quarterback and taking your shot next year. I think.
3: Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think unless maybe Pickett is there, um, I don't think you get a day one starter um, if you're Washington at this spot. It's a good point.
0: Right, I, I love guess you p-
1: could make the argument that Riverboat Ron did have his greatest success with a quarterback like Cam Newton. That's true. And could try to adjust, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I think they like Heineke enough to stick with yep. it.
2: At least for another year. And, I mean, we've talked exactly. a lot about how the the QB class next year is going to be much more intriguing. Um, the Vikings are, are up at 12. And I, I said I was up, but I think Hank's up, isn't he? No, nope, just did Washington. He just picked. Oh, that's right. All right I'm sorry. Um, man, this is a team that needs help all over defensively. I'm tempted to take one of these linebackers. I'm also tempted to take somebody like Ahmad Gardner.
1: Yes. yes. Cornerback. Corner yeah,
2: let's do back. it. <laughs> let's let's go with Ahmad Gardner because I yeah I love sauce and he just feels like a Vikings pick.
1: Hundred percent. It feels so Vikings-y, so Vikings-y. So yeah, we'll allow our exception with Midwest on Midwest picks here and you know, give <laughs> them their cornerback fetish in Ahmad Gardner. All right. Is it Jake?
3: Yeah. Uh, the Cleveland Browns at 13 here are going to go mega hype juicer beast mode and just take uh, Jordan Davis and have the best front seven in football.
1: Wow. That's fun, man. That is. That's fun. And him keeping bodies off Miles Garrett or at least making you think about the math on the D line and then keeping guys like J.O.K. clean really add some value, like really, really adds some value. That's an intriguing pick.
2: And you feel good about it at 13, you know, like he's an incredible player, but it's it's kind of just tough to justify that defensive tackle unless they're going to be, you know, Ndamukong N- N- Su type disruptive in, in the middle. He's a guy that probably has, you know, insane upside, but at 13, like the value, like you said, you just pair him with what's already one of the better, if not the best front sevens in football. Man, that that'd be nasty. Very NFC North
0: too.
1: Yeah, I will say there's a mini teensy weensy quarterback conversation that'll be had at this pick.
0: Yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it. I don't think you can like when you have Baker, you wait till next year. I feel like you gotta be
2: you gotta be. I think you gotta go second round. I think if you do first round this year, it opens up a whole mess of you know, questions and headlines that you don't want to have to deal with if you believe
0: your team can
2: at least have a chance to make a run. Because, yeah,
0: again, like, Baker's starting over whoever it is unless they move him. Exactly. And like you, you just brought that conversation create. in for a guy to sit on the bench. 100%.
3: 100%.
0: But I do agree
2: with Dre. I mean, Baker's job is is far from safe. For sure
0: but he's got to have
2: another year. They were legitimate. Like, should they start case Keenum in the playoffs? And that was not like an illogical thing to say.
0: He's still in the playoffs. Like a young they should have started. They should, should have started Keenum that. like the last six weeks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah dude. hundred um, percent. Which is Anyways. why guys like Corral Pickett and especially Malik Willis might be extremely intriguing. If you're like, shit, we would have been a playoff team if we just stuck with case Keenum. All of a sudden, that'll really open your eyes to some of it's these true. quarterbacks. Um, the Ravens are such a weird team here at fourteen and back-to-back NFC uh, AFC North picks. Um, does feel like there's a couple weapons. Uh, like the the offense needs to be figured out a little more, but there's actually a lot of budding young um, players there that are just waiting to break out. Um, you know, think of Rashad ba- Bateman, uh, JK. Dobbins, like all those guys, they're coming. They're just they're just moments away. Um, but this has been one of the more identityless Ravens defenses in the history of the Ravens franchise, um, which isn't that long, so I'm super torn by Trayvon Walker, Or George Karlaftis to, like, how could you ever let these guys drop to the Ravens kind of picks? Karlaftis feels like more of a fit here. I do wonder about Walker and how he'd fit in an odd front. Um, So give me Karlaftis 14. I think it's a steal.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Let him come Um, up under Derek Wolfe. No
1: doubt. No doubt. And then you know flex him out to the edge a little bit. He's mm-hmm. yeah,
0: he can do a lot for you. That's a good pick. So I've got uh I've got the Eagles here at 15, and uh this is a tough one for a bunch of reasons. First of all, because they also suck, but at 16 they pick again, and so I need to figure out who I want to pressure the next pick into going my way <laughs> as well. Which which who do I take that isn't good? You know what I'm gonna do here. This is uh this is Devin Lloyd. This is where he goes. Um, mm. you know we talk about the the Broncos. Like, yeah, they could use a linebacker, but also they have like five or six guys who rotate in or something. like who who are they starting? T.J. Edwards, Jannard Avery, Alex Singleton. Like, there's a lot of holes on this team. I get the linebacker isn't necessarily like the value pick. Like, you don't fix a team by adding a linebacker very often, but they just need something. Um, I, I feel good about this, especially the value here.
2: That's a top um, 10 pick. You're getting at 15. So, I mean, you 100%. can't really argue with the value. One of the most complete players, I think, defensively, a guy that can immediately come in and play three downs for you. just a great football player.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't and keep, I have the it, Eagles it, at
1: 16, though. So, where do we want to do this? Edge and linebacker. So, that's the beauty of him. Um, so, go ahead. Sorry, Justin.
2: No, I mean that's you you were right on what I was gonna say. I was gonna say if if you went linebacker there, I think you either gotta go corner or edge. I did take Trey McBride here last time, and I still think that's a fun pick, but just for the sake of variety, um I'm gonna go Jermaine Johnson here. I'm still a little bit skeptical of like what his actual role is gonna be, but he's an athletic freak. And I think you just try and find a role for him. Obviously, they're he has some top ten hype right now at sixteen. I think that's probably pretty good value. It still feels a little high for me, but I don't know. I I, I like his I like his athleticism. And I think you could work with it. Feels like a corner
1: would be the other consideration.
3: It
2: Feels
1: <laughs> like
3: an Eagles pick for sure, with the guy that is extremely athletic, but not a sure thing.
1: Totally. That make for a beastly front, man. The interior of their yeah. defense was really playing great. Um, they've got guys like Josh Sweat. Uh, you add Lloyd and Jermaine Johnson. That's like some significant pass rushing upside um, and sideline to sideline ability. You just added to a front seven. So, yeah. In a that's, division and, that's you know, largely I mean, wide open. I mean, outside of the Cowboys, hundred percent. And uh, quarterback might
2: be a consideration here too. I thought about Corral, but he feels too similar to Hertz.
1: Well, and of course, like Malik would be the most similar.
2: Yeah. That oh that'd be that'd be the most maddened team of all time, but it would be very fun. Yeah. The Chargers. Yeah, uh, Who's up,
3: yeah, Jake? With the Chargers, um, I don't know, man. I'm a little bit torn here. I kind—I of, can't help but look at Trevon Walker at this spot uh, with the run on edges that are going on. And, oh. you know, I do like Uchenna and Wosu, but I think Bosa kind of needs that true uh, Robin to his Batman, especially if he, you know, occasionally is going to miss those two, three games a year that he always does. Um, I think they need someone to really have an impact on the other side of him. So Trevon Walker is a,
1: to Bronco fans, dismay is a good fit here. Can I say my dark horse pick here would be Trey McBride?
2: Oh, I would hate every... I, would, I mean, I guess I'd get to see him at least once a year in town, so that'd be kind of cool. But, and I, I do love the powder blue, but I'd have to buy a Chargers jersey, and I just I couldn't wear it. I would just Ew. have to like sit around.
3: Ew.
1: Yeah, you just have to wait for him to make a Pro Bowl and get the Pro Bowl jersey. Um, but I mean, building blocks on offense, Herbert, Austin Eckler... He'd be so much fun in that offense. The the
2: screen opportunities that open up with Eckler, like you can line him up in the backfield and do all kinds of wonky stuff. Get creative, like what Florida used to do with Aaron Hernandez. Like you could just get weird with it, and it would be fun. Yeah.
1: Um, Saints. Malik Willis. Let's do it. Yes. Yep, that's a good one. Um, it's a great team to kind of get a start on this quarterback run. And I mean, everyone's going through a generational change. So why not jump the gun and get, get Willis. Now you've got Willis Carolina selected picket. It's on.
0: It'd be so disappointing for this to happen after Sean Payton leaves though.
1: Like yeah, it would have been a lot be more sure.
0: fun if he was there putting everything together. Yeah. For sure, hundred percent. Um, I've got the Eagles again at 19. This, I, this is a tough one. Um, I'm I'm really torn. Either just taking Kenyon Green and saying like they, you just you, that's one of those picks where next year when like Jason Kelsey retires and and all those like you're just happy that you you did the responsible thing and added an offensive lineman and, and it's probably smart. But also, I'm really tempted just to take a receiver here. And I know that they they <laughs> added some good ones before, but I mean you gotta you gotta have good weapons. And right now like Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager. Quez Watkins is right there Greg Ward like you look at all the guys the Broncos have and they still can't get everybody on the field and and I don't know it's what probably Coyle? smarter to go free agent for a receiver and so I'm going to take Kenyon Green but Traylon Burks is really tempting I know he's so good
2: I kind of wanted you to take Trey McBride too I just want to I just always want him to be a top 20 pick I don't doubt they do have Goddard but, yeah that's true yeah that's true. All right, Pittsburgh is up at twenty, and they need pretty much most positions. Um, I don't know i I don't really see any of these quarterbacks being Steelersy, other than maybe Howell, like a big guy that can move around, throw the deep yeah. ball. Kind of feels like a young Roethlisberger to an extent. Pretty pro different. League. I mean, not as big, but.
1: I think they also feel they're not too far from competing, so a guy like Pickett would be appealing to them. Agreed. On the-
2: but with Pickett off the board, you yes. probably just try and add somebody that makes you a contender. I don't know. The argument is that Cincy and Baltimore in your division have their franchise quarterbacks. So like no matter how many of these other guys you add, like until you have that figured out, it could be bringing in a veteran.
3: I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it. Um, uh, someone like Howell, though, or even I don't think we took Corral yet, but I think an RPO quarterback like that would fit nicely into this offense, especially as a rookie, just because we saw last year that that's basically the only way Ben was able to really stay functional was hit the quick hitting slants and all that stuff out of the RPO. Um, yeah. You could just get some continuity there.
2: You don't know what I'm going to go Sam Howell. I think he's going to rise again throughout the draft process. I think he's just a guy that's going to check off all the boxes for what you know NFL teams are working for in terms of the the traits that you can develop, athleticism, big arm. Has played you know in a lot of big games, and he's still young. You know he's he's young despite the fact that he's experienced in a multi year starter, and I think that's just something you can work with. I really like you could use him. You know, just little dump offs out of the backfield. Um, To uh, Najee, and I think it opens up some things. They could probably use a receiver too, but again, I think it it doesn't matter much if you don't have a guy to throw it to them.
3: Well, speaking of receiver, I'm going to take one here at 21 for the Pats. Um, I'm just going to take Garrett Wilson because I think he's the most well-rounded at this point. Uh, You have a guy in Mac Jones that is, you know, you kind of saw last year that the ceiling is, it's only capped out so high, so getting a Talented players around him, especially with how bad this receiving core is, I think, uh, rounds it out nicely. Maybe the most
2: complete wide receiver, at least that's healthy at the moment. Like, he's just, there's nothing he can't do out there.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Probably the best healthy receiver right now, yeah. Maybe Traylon Burks, but um, I don't know. They they also don't have an offensive coordinator right now. I think that kind of plays a lot into it, so... Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, the Raiders at twenty-two. Before we take maybe our final break, Ruski um, is uh, do have a play caller and Josh McDaniels, their new head coach, which will make for a really interesting experience with the Raiders, um, who who did surprise this final season. I think wide receiver once they lost Henry Ruggs become became just such a blatant need obviously renfro was able to have one of the greatest wide receiver seasons at least statistically in their franchise's history which is saying something they do still have one of the most dynamic mismatches at tight end um and you know half decent running back when he's healthy but really what they need what they lacked was that dynamicism uh to really allow Carr to stretch the field and open everything else for all the guys that i just mentioned Can't go wrong with Trelon Burks, who adds more creativity, and you can't go wrong with Chris Olave, who's probably the most polished route runner in this offense. I think Carr, McDaniels, they're going to prefer a guy like Olave. So give us, Chris Olave, the other Ohio State wide receiver with Garrett Wilson and Olave going back to back.
2: Nice. Like That's where I bang thought bang. you were going. At, at first, I thought you were pivoting and then going Burks. And I was going, I don't know. Alave feels like the, the Raiders pick a little bit yeah. faster, you know, flashy guy from the big school. Not that Arkansas sure. is a small program by any means, but you know what I mean.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, <clears throat> the Raiders, they would made the decision to take Rugs over Judy, right? And obviously, I think they'd take that back if they could. Um, you know, Alave is kind of that guy that can be, in that Jerry Judy mold with his route running and just ability to win at every level of the field. Yeah.
2: That's a fun pick. Derek Carr with Alave, I think would be very dangerous. I, right, when we come back, the Cardinals are up at 23, but I got to tell you about ripple, a fast acting dissolvable edible. That's clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy ripple starts absorbing within 10 minutes. So you can depend on a consistent experience every time with ripple dissolvables. You can make anything an edible, It's flavorless. It's dissolvable. The uh, Ripple Quick Stick is the most convenient way to get the fastest THC. Just pour it on your tongue. Ripple products come in a variety of doses for whatever experience you're looking for. No sketchy science here. Ripple's speed and absorption were studied by Colorado State University in a randomized placebo-controlled trial with real people, and the results were published in a peer-reviewed journal. So where can you find Ripple? At Colorado's premier dispensary, LightShade. There are 10, soon to be 11, on March 1st. Convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations, they offer something for everyone. from the casual consumer to the connoisseur, Lightshade has a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flour, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. And our listeners get 25% off non-sale items when you use the code DNVR. Just go to lightshade.com, pick up, visit the nearest location near you. And again, make sure you're using that code DNVR to save 25% off any non-sale item. Boom. The Cardinals are up. Number twenty-three. We don't know if uh, they're gonna have a quarterback. We don't know what the deal is out there. It's kind of dramatic. It might be nothing. Hank, what are they doing?
0: We're uh, we're going Trey McBride here. Yes, I uh, I love nice. that fit. Like it's one of those teams where they have so many receivers. Like I would be tempted by a running back here if they just had or if there was a running back available. Who would be worthy of that pick? But I just feel like you know you got Zach Ertz, who's kind of an old rental, and what Demetrius Harris, Max Williams, I and mean, that's that's kind of like the the last piece left of the offense. And I think that giving that little safety blanket could be uh, could be really valuable.
2: Most importantly, stays within the All City Network. We get to continue to to you know be around him a lot, and it'd be fun to be able to go out to Phoenix and, and catch him at games selfishly. Yeah, the, uh, the Cowboys are up at 24. I think you gotta go defense. and they're probably I think they're probably frustrated that some of those edges got taken. I think that Nikobe Dean would make a lot of sense with some of the inconsistency that they've had, just keeping linebackers healthy. You put them with Micah Parsons. Holy shit. I mean, that's that's some absurd versatility
1: and athleticism.
3: That is a fast defense, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, we we saw it against the Niners. Like, if Micah Parsons isn't just running around like a wild man, that running game for the Niners absolutely destroyed him, really exposed Leighton Van Der Esch and the rest of that second level of the defense. Now you add Nakobe Dean, that's a whole different ballgame all of a sudden. So that'd be nasty. Also, it gives you such pass rush upside for your linebacker unit. That's just crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. In a division yeah. with inconsistent quarterback play, something we talked about a lot. Yeah, damn straight.
3: Uh, if Dan Quinn didn't earn himself a head coaching job this offseason, he might after a pick like that because yeah. he can just – he can scheme up all the blitzes and pressures he needs. Um, the Bills at 25, man, I mean, I feel like I pick this team all the time and it's the same situation where they're just so stacked they can really kind of go um, –
1: any direction here. Um, There's such value in that corner at this point. It's kind of crazy how those guys have dropped. There are a lot of these picks have felt like really great value picks. um, Kind of from Devin Lloyd on.
3: Yep. It's exactly what I was thinking. I'm going to take Andrew Booth Jr. out of Clemson. Um, Kind of a luxury pick, honestly, because they have so many corners, but it's a, it's a great pick too.
1: Somewhere benefit of drafting well in an ESPN studio. That sicko Rex Ryan is smiling to see his Clemson to Buffalo pipeline restored. <laughs> um, that's that's wholesome content, guys. You don't need to Google anything crazy. <laughs> Rex Ryan just started the pipeline. It's nothing, nothing absurd. I just made it sound a little a little funnier than it needed to be. Okay, uh, that's me. Titans. Oof, Mike Vrabel what a job he did last year um, only to have everything fall apart and kind of be exposed um, right at the very end so I, I just think they need to add a little more talent a little more dynamicism I talked just now about how cornerback seems really good value they could certainly add some corners here um Think show me give me that corner list real quick. Roger McCreary feels like a nice little fit. Trent McDuffie certainly does, but I am gonna go with the higher upside and Kair Elam. Um man, that it's just kind of a Tennessee pick. These guys just kind of swing for the fences and send it, and Kair Elam's that kind of guy. So um his upside's insane. Yeah, you're just adding more blue blood guys. Yeah, and he's like one of the higher upside premium position guys left on the board, no doubt.
0: I think Kyler Gordon would fit that mold as well, being that longer, rangier type of corner who could play outside. Um, I've got the Bucks though, at 27. And we're going Matt Corral here. This is going to be a Matt Corral, Kyle Trask quarterback competition. Wow. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Who... I, I'm gonna say I, I've got uh, Corral winning that.
3: Yeah. yeah, I I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the sugar bowl uh, <laughs> about twelve months ago.
2: <laughs> Did they use a first round pick on him, or was that their second round
3: pick? So, second. second, second,
1: second. Um, okay, I will say the way that offense fell apart after Antonio Brown and Godwin went down, Traylon Burks would be intriguing.
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking this, too. At this point, but they took the reason I didn't is because they took Darden so early last year and kind of reached so they, they I don't know. I feel like they'll probably give him a chance. And I mean, it's Better Kyle Johnson Trask team. and Teddy Bridgewater rolling into next season as of now in my mind. I'm not, well, not I'm up with the, the Packers. Difference.
2: And because Traylon Burks did not go to Tampa, he is now going to Green Bay, a much colder place. I think that the odds that Green Bay works it out with Aaron Rodgers are okay. They uh, they go out and they add him another receiver, especially with the uncertainty of what's going to happen with Devontae Adams long-term.
0: Yep, that's a good one. They need receivers. <laughs> that's so
3: insane. Um, picking at 29, the Dolphins, how hyped is Mike McDaniel, that is, old boss Kyle Shanahan, him this draft pick? Um, Pretty great. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Um, it's kind of a weird spot for the Dolphins. Um, yeah, it is.
1: It really I don't know. Is. I don't
3: think you take out, Would you take offensive line here? That kind of feels like where the value is. Um, Trevor Penning. Is that something that kind of fits this situation? It's a I great mean,
1: value pick. I mean, their, their most glaring need... Feels like running back, but I'm not sure you need to reach on Walker or anyone else at this point right. in the draft. Right. Especially. I mean, he's seen
2: what San Francisco has been able to do with getting some of these late round running backs, you know, to, to shine Elijah Mitchell and some of these guys. Yeah. Right. I think
3: I'm just going to take a uh, Tyler Linderbaum here and they'll just like figure it out from that point. I mean, you do have Austin Jackson playing inside, um, but you're starting Michael Deiter at center, uh, Robert Hunt, who was a second round pick. Um, you know, and with Mike McDaniel coming in, I'm assuming he brings the, the Shanahan zone running scheme. Uh, you're going to want smart athletic players on the inside. And I think Linderbaum kind of fits that.
2: He's just such a safe pick, right? Like, I know it's not sexy, it's not flashy, but he's a guy that you bring in and it immediately right. makes your team better. Kind of like Creed Humphrey with Kansas City. It was one of those where it's like, yeah, you know, it's not, you know, you don't really think about it that much. But when you just have a center that's elite, like in getting your guys lined up, you know, getting the right calls made out. That could you know, be huge for Tua. Who knows? I just, I just love that pick.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really great pick. Um, Chiefs. Henry, show me my options at wide receiver, edge, safety. Um, I think replacing Dirty Dan would be a key for this team, no doubt. I just don't know that there's great value At this point, um, at safety, I also think that kind of uh, starting to look forward to a potential replacement for uh, Tyron Matthew since he's so key to that back seven. So actually, Trent McDuffie or a guy like um, Daxton Hill would both make a ton of sense. You've got some really intriguing wide receivers for the Chiefs specifically in trying to get back to still having that dynamicism. Um, with both Jahan Dodson um, available at this point. And uh, who who is our other wideout available here, Hank? Oh, and John Mechie, who I think would really fit their mold as well. Um, But I'm going to go Kingsley and Igbari. This is a team that needs to get consistent pressure, and I talked to you guys about how I thought Kingsley really stood out I would not see him going at the end of the first as being that big of a surprise. He's that kind of talent and has that kind of resume in the SEC. Um, also kind of a pick that I would hate if the Chiefs made, which I always know makes it a, a good pick. So,
2: yeah, We love um, a guy that gets to, to rise throughout the draft process, too. So.
0: Yeah, so beautiful. I've got the Bengals here at 31. It just has to be offensive line. Like it just has to be. Um, it's tempting to try Zion. to yeah, it's it's tempting to try to get Eli Apple off the field, but it just you, you gotta get one of these linemen. Zion Zion Johnson's tempting. Um, Trevor Penning is still sitting there, a little more raw, but the kind of talent that they probably won't have too many opportunities to pick, assuming they continue to be good. Brad Ryman is another one. Fa Lele is big, but you just can't. We're going Penning. We're going Trevor Penning here.
1: It's a good pick. Really good pick.
3: Yeah, um, solid for sure. Yeah, I think you offer... You go to the Cincinnati front office right now today and you offer them this pick. I think they're excited. Yep.
2: All right, the The final pick of the first round. Wrapping, up, wrapping it up here, the Detroit Lions at number 32. We gave them and Aiden Hutchinson earlier in the draft. They need a lot of help. <laughs> um, there's some pretty good value at corner.
1: Still have some decent wide receivers left. You could go Michigan, Michigan, Godot, Aiden Hutchinson, Daxton Hill. They'd love that out there.
2: <laughs> sell some tickets, get some interest at least. Um I'm gonna go Trent McDuffie, the, the corner out of Washington, just because I think the value is pretty solid at this point. There's some consistency things that I, I'm a little worried about with him, but I, I, I think it's a really nice
0: value pick there at, at 32. Yeah. Eight eight picks to the Broncos. Who who do you guys hope falls? Um Right, Let's with getting
1: her. Charles Cross in round one. Um the dream would be De Marvin Leal. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, that would really be the dream. He's a guy who seems to really be dropping um in this draft, which like I get, but geez, in the early second, that would be such a steal. And to get cross and leal in your draft class would be like some real important building blocks in the trenches.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Harris is there. Um, yep, That'd be, a, I mean, if he's like the best player available at the time, it's maybe not the best case scenario, but that still plugs a need, and I think you upgrade that position with him. Um, and the corners are there. Uh, we have Roger McCreary. Um, we t- did we take Trent McDuffie? We did take we Trent did. McDuffie, but you still have uh, Kyler Gordon there, Darian Kendrick um there's still some guys there that could really come in and i think impact your run
0: disappointing i think that the quarterbacks that are that have been drafted have been drafted you know it's i, I think that with Ritter and strong sitting there those are probably the two you didn't want to see sitting there but i i do think that you probably have to put those two guys on that list as well yeah yeah i'd probably say darian kendrick would be the guy that i would hope
2: goes the or you know falls to denver the most I love Christian Harris, but I think he's going to be there. I don't really see him going before 40. Um, Carson Strong doesn't me. I know he's so raw and he has a lot to work on, but again, I think he'll probably be there at 42. So just some of those corners, uh, maybe someone like Zion Johnson, just because he's insanely talented and like you don't necessarily need him, but if you can get him at 40, why not?
3: a lot of intriguing front seven options. Of course, Dre said lay You also have Devonte Why you got Perry on Winfrey. Um, you got Logan Hall, Cameron Thomas, uh, Ebiketti, my J Sanders.
0: Sanders would be fun. And I mean, Zion Johnson sitting there still too. I, I, you just drafted a lineman, but throwing one more in there. Like, those are just picks that I, I feel like it's rare that you're upset. You made that decision two years down the line when you take a lineman.
1: Yeah. MJ would be really intriguing. Honestly, with the way the board fell, I think there's more value left at corner than we could have hoped. And uh, some yep. really ideal second corners, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that that would make this intriguing as well. Roger McCreary would be really nice.
0: Daxton Hill Lewis scene, too, depending on whether Kareem is back. Yeah. Yep. yep. Daxton with sentence would be pretty intriguing.
2: I mean, Simmons back in. is intriguing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well, that was fun. We will be back later in the week. We're going to be talking about the quarterbacks of this 2022 class. This is where you know, we where we really start to get in the weeds here when it comes to these position classes. Start diving in depth on, on where we think the value is, you know, guys we think that could be in the mix for Denver, just what the rankings are, all of that fun stuff. Thank you for tuning in to the DNVR Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. For the whole crew, i Justin. Have a great week.